ELC Radio. Propel is the passion, purpose, and potential of every woman. And I think it's going to blow your mind as we together get ready to checkmate the devil because you and I are personally responsible for the evangelization of planet Earth. Propel is every woman who desires to make an impact in her world for God's kingdom. And she is untamable as she goes to plunder the kingdom of darkness with the light and the life and the mercy and the justice and the truth and the grace and the salvation of our almighty God. The Propel Woman is every woman. Join us the last Friday of every month at 7 p.m. 2830 G Street in the heart of Midtown Sacramento as we continue Christine Kane's empowering and uplifting Propel series led by Elevate Life. Very own Pastor Tina Lamone. God is going to cause you to change and He's going to cause you to take your promised land, but you got to quit looking for a get rich quick scheme. Come on, somebody. God is thinking peace of you and not evil. That when He thinks about your life, He's not mad at you. The strongest people are people that understand togetherness. All throughout your life, you're on this journey to go from me to we. Love God, lift others. Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamone. Thank you guys for being with us today on Easter Sunday. Uh, we've been in a series called The Child Within, and I just want to share a quick scripture with you from Matthew chapter 18, 2 through 4. It says this, at the time the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them and said, assuredly, I say unto you, unless you're converted and become as little children, you'll by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Basically, what Jesus is saying in this scripture, and we've spent the last couple of weeks talking about it, is that to really receive the kingdom of God, we're going to have to become like little children. But so many people uh, want an explanation for everything. They want understanding of things first and, you know, help me understand it. Understanding is good, but understanding has a place. And see, what God is asking us to do as it comes to the kingdom of God is he is saying, I need you to believe me first like a child. And once you enter in believing me, then I can bring revelation and understanding. And there's so many people that are confused. They don't get this Christian thing. 
They don't get the church thing. You know, uh, there's a lot of people. Maybe you're here today. Somebody invited you and you're just like, man, I just don't get this church thing. I'm cool with God and everything. But what's this church thing about? Well, listen, we're going to explain a little bit about that in just a little while. But the first thing you've got to understand what Jesus is asking of us is trust to humble ourselves enough to to trust his word, to have faith in his word. It's it's much like how, how a child has this incredible faith that many times we see them in their in their young years. They'll believe what you tell them. I explained this explanation last week. It's kind of like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Right. Your kids believe that, right? All the kids are over in children's ministry, so I'm not messing up anybody's Christmas or Easter. But, you know, you think when you just take time to think about it, wait a minute, there's a fat dude from the North Pole who makes toys with these little elves, and he delivers them all over the world with flying reindeer. What was somebody smoking when they came up with that story, y'all? That is one of the most outlandish stories ever, but it's lasted the ages, And a child believes it. He doesn't ask the questions. He enters in and he believes it. We see the same thing with Easter, right? Easter bunny, you know, our our kids, I remember when they were growing up, we would get them Easter baskets and I would sneak around back. I'd I'd ring the front doorbell in the morning on Easter morning and I'd put their their Easter bags there and I'd leave some trail of, of, of like paw prints or whatever and I'd go around back and I'd ring the doorbell and run back. They'd come to the door and they'd get their baskets and all the while looking, is he still around? They'd go looking, see if they could still see him. And, and we'd say, the Easter bunny came and brought you your baskets. And they believed it. Why? Because that's what childlike faith does. This, this Jesus thing is very simple. It's very simple. It's not complex. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, it says this, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For if he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Listen, what makes Easter so incredible and unlike any other religion is that the price for entry into the kingdom of God has already been paid. Do you know every other religion on the planet Earth has requirements that you have to fulfill in order to enter in to God's favor? But Christianity is the only religion, it's not a religion, but the only, for the sake of the argument, belief system where God the Father takes care of the entry fee for us. But here's the, here's the catch, and here's why so many of us miss it. And even some of us that go to church all the time or were raised in church, we miss it because we can't grasp how this thing works. We think, well, I got to be good enough. Well, if I stop smoking weed, if I stop doing this, if I stop going there, if I stop doing these things, then I'll be good enough and I can be saved. And, well, I'm just not going to give that stuff up. Well, you know, if I go to church, if I do all these things, see, people, those are works. Those are works, and although works have its place, none of us have been designed to to receive grace from God by our works. There's one thing that gives us favor with God, and that is this, faith. If you could just believe. As I said earlier, I've been preaching for a long time, man. I've been been in, in this thing for 28 years and one of the great things about my job is getting to see the word work in people when they choose to believe. 
You know, that play right there was written by Eddie Cobb, who, who played the gentleman uh, sitting in the front row there that gave his life to the Lord. And I remember when Eddie first came to this church. I remember we had just started the church, and I remember the scene was a little bit similar to that there. He came maybe a couple times, and he was sitting in the very back row, and I went over and talked to him one day. And I said, you know, we, in our conversation, I said, man, have you ever thought about giving God your life? And he said this to me, and I never forgot it. He said, man, God don't like people like me. Church isn't for people like me. And I looked him in the eye, and I said, man, you're wrong. Church is exactly for people like us. And we prayed together. And a man who had lived a very long time, not in the things of God, doing a lot of things, had hurt a lot of people in an instant. Because he finally just said, I believe everything changed for him. I could go through the list of people in this room. Some of you here that when you came to church and all of a sudden you heard a message. And in that moment you said, okay, I'm in. I believe it. Everything changed. My own story, 19 years old, I was raised not far from here, my Del Coronado Way. I went to David Reese, went to uh, James Rudder, went to Valley High, went to Sac City, and it wasn't 19 years old when I finally got the revelation that I'm going to believe Jesus Christ with all my heart and serve him all my days. Now, I didn't need big, uh, uh, big uh, uh, explanations about the gospel. Those things came later. Jesus said to get into the kingdom of heaven, to grasp the kingdom of heaven, there's one thing you got to do first, and that's just believe. Just believe. Just believe. And that's, that's what this church thing is about, because as I just read in Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith. And what is faith? Faith is simply making a choice and a decision that you're going to believe his word and that his word is going to come alive in your life and everything's going to change. Many of us have done that time to time. And some of you, you're going to need to do that this morning. That's why the Lord brought you here. Let me read to you here from Romans chapter 10, 8 through 10. It says this, but the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you, as close to your own heart, beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. And what is God's living message? Here it is. It is the revelation of faith. For salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of right standing with God, and then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. What does that mean? It means today you don't have to leave here the same. Today, you don't have to look at your life and go, well, this isn't for me because I still do this, that, and the other. Listen, those things don't matter. What matters is this. On Easter Sunday, you understand that Jesus went on a cross on Good Friday. He died the most horrible death, beaten, whipped, crown of thorns smashed into his skull. He was mocked. He was made fun of. He was spit upon. He laid on that, he stood on that cross naked in front of all to see, including his own mother. And he did it to pay the penalty for your mistakes and my mistakes. He did that so that I could walk free for eternity. 
He did that for the times you were in the club acting a fool. He did that for the times you were smoking up. He did that for the times you were ripping people off, taking people's money. He did that for all the things that you did wrong that you knew were not pleasing to the Lord. Every mistake I've ever made, every wrong thing I've ever said from my mouth, every person I've ever hurt, as Jesus was on that cross, he was paying the fine. He was paying the penalty. Imagine today's, in today's vernacular, somebody going to court for murder or for child abuse or for anything like that. And somebody coming in the courtroom and saying, Judge, I'll take the punishment. Let them go. That's what Jesus did. And you don't have to be perfect because the truth is you'll never be perfect. Some of us have been in this walk for a long time and we're still struggling with things. We're still trying to overcome certain things in our lives. But thank God for the grace of Jesus Christ. Because when we fall, we get back up. When we fall again, we get back up. Because his love, it's not conditional. He doesn't love me because I hold this mic right now and I preach to you. He would love me just the same if I stopped preaching and I never did anything else for anybody else. And that is why I keep preaching. That is why we serve the community. Because the love of Jesus is not going anywhere. He loved me when I was doing dirt at Valley High. He loved me when I wasn't serving him. And he loves you just the same. Nothing you can do can change his love. And today he gives you a free gift. And it's not something you earn by your church attendance. It's not something you earn by good behavior. It's something you receive simply because you make a choice. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my life. Jesus, I believe you've paid the penalty so that I can stand before you sinless. You know, this isn't a message just about getting you into heaven, although heaven is waiting for those that, that make it to the end, that serve the Lord all the way through. This is a message about a father looking for his lost children. That's what Easter's all about. Finally, the father devised a plan to win back his lost children. That's how the Bible says that he sees you as one of his little ones. Moms, dads, how crazy would you go if you're at a theme park or a mall and you look down and your kids are gone? How many have ever had that experience? And all of a sudden you click, something just clicks and you don't care who's around. You're yelling at the top of your lungs. You're running. You're dropping ice cream cones, whatever it is. You're looking for that kid. That's how God the Father is looking for you. He's looking for you like one of his little ones. And the plan of Jesus coming to the earth, dying on the cross, was so he could build a bridge so that you could find your way home. See, you'll never find home in drugs. You won't find it in sex. You won't find it in the world. You won't find it in just being a good person and doing good things. The only peace that you can find, the only peace that's going to satisfy the God-shaped void in your life is found in God. Now, that's not to say when you find God, everything's going to be perfect. And the church said, 
We all still have problems. We all still deal with things. I'm not trying to sell anybody some pie in the sky. I'm just telling you that even when we go through trials, even when we go through pain and heartbreak, because of our decision to receive Jesus Christ in our life, we don't go through it alone. Even beyond death, Jesus is with us. When we die, he'll be there to take us in to the pearly gates. As we live, whatever we go through, the loss of a child, a loss of a loved one, you're not alone. He's with you, guiding and leading the way. But the question this Easter morning is, will you decide to believe in his sacrifice for you? Yeah, but pastor, I don't understand this and I don't understand this. Remember what Jesus said? You got to enter in with the mind of a child. A child first believes, understands later. I said a child first believes and then understands later. I know the world would, would, would try to convince you of other things and try to convince you of this theory and that theory and why Christianity is just another religion. People, it is not. It's unlike any other religion because the price to be a part of it has been paid. It's a free gift. It's unconditional love. Listen, I don't go to church and I don't do ministry because I got to keep earning God's love. It's just the opposite. I do what I do. I give to others. I serve others because I have a love that is so good that no matter what I do, it's never leaving me. I serve a God that is so good. He doesn't make me earn his love. So therefore, in turn, I go out and give to others. We've got to move away from this religious mindset sometimes that serving God is about brownie points, that if you do just enough, he'll bless you. No, man, this thing is unconditional. He loves you, but he wants you to come home. And let me tell you a little bit of something about being home with the Father. It's where needs get met. Many of us are looking for our needs to get met through a relationship, looking for our needs to get met through vices, through bad habits, through drinking, through smoking, doing all these things, or, you know, uh, medicating in some way, shape, or another. Listen, when you come home, God the Father begins to put things in its proper place. He begins to take missing pieces from your life and he begins to fill those voids. And how does he do it? Through you having childlike faith. People, I've seen it over and over in almost 40 different nations of the world. People who hear a word and respond simply by childlike faith. Some of you, if you look back on your own story, you remember coming to this altar. Things weren't going right in your life, but you decided, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to take what is being preached from this Bible, and I'm going to start believing it. And everything changed. For some of you, this is your morning. Maybe you're like uh, the, the skit there. You know, you can't grasp all this church thing. I don't understand this. Listen, that's because the first step is simply believing. The same way a child believes that there's an Easter bunny. The same way that the child will believe in some of these fairy tales and things. Jesus said, you got to come to me with that same kind of expectation. But so many of us, we're so cynical. 
We're so cynical because life has been hard to us. Life has been tough on us. We don't ever believe in the right things. It seems that we have a bend to believe and be skeptical about things of God. But listen, this morning, you know what I'm saying is true. And I feel it in my spirit. The Holy Spirit is calling some of you to come home. It's time for you to come home because you're not going to find what you're looking for out there in the world. Your father loves you and he has blessings for you. He has provision for you. You don't have to keep living with that pain of not having a father. You don't have to live, continue to carry the pain of being from a divorced home. You don't have to carry the pain of failure, of an abortion. You don't have to have the pain and the shame of your past and the things that you've done, whether you've been an addict of some kind or you have just were a bad person. You don't have to live with that anymore because today, this Easter, Jesus is extending a bridge to you, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And so many of us have had the opportunity to simply say, God, if you're real, if your word is true, I make a decision today to follow you. And where are you following him? You're following him back home. What is home? Home is the place God has designed for you. This morning, we dedicated a baby. And the book of Jeremiah tells us this, that before you and I are formed in the womb, God knew us. And he had a plan and a purpose for each one of us. Some of us today, it's time that you figure out and find that purpose. Not just by aimlessly seeking things or finding yourself, but you get it from his spirit. Amen? Amen. I want to challenge you today. Maybe you're here today. And you've allowed the world and confusion and, and, you know, well, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. Listen, God wants you to understand. But it's going to take having childlike faith first. First. The Bible says now faith comes. Thank you. Now faith comes. Uh, now faith. Let me read it to you real quick. Now, but without faith, faith it is impossible to please him. The book of Romans says also that faith comes by hearing. This is why we come to church. We strengthen our faith when we get in the word of God. So many people say, well, you know, I believe in God, but I don't believe in organized religion. And I don't think you have to go to church every week. Listen, you don't have to. You get to. Because when I go to church, the Bible says, and I hear the word of God, it strengthens my faith so that my faith can withstand any challenge that life can throw my way. Because as I said earlier, when you serve God, everything doesn't turn perfect. It's not all roses. It's not all peaches and cream. Listen, there's, there, you still go through things. But my faith gets me through my trials. Without my faith, I crumble. Without my faith, I wander aimlessly back to a bottle back to smoking something to get me through my pain and guess who suffers when you do that your loved ones your kids your spouse your family guys what I'm talking about today is believing with childlike faith and then after believing and making a decision making a making it a point to get your faith built up every week through listening to the word so that your faith can become stronger and stronger and stronger because it's that faith that's going to change the behavior in your life 
Right now, it doesn't seem like you can break that addiction. Right now, it doesn't seem like you can make the changes that you know you need to eventually make. And you're right, you can't do it. But when you get strong faith, when God begins to reside in your life, there is nothing that you can't overcome according to his word. Hey everybody, Pastor Sergio here, and we just want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Make sure you check us out next week as we continue this series.